0: This is episode this is episode featuring Joel Blake. Joel Blake over here. Uh, is, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's at the first first honors. I think he yeah, visited. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. We've had some interesting guests down, but no, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we have here so far. But um yeah, this is politics and bull. Um, as everything is. So does myself, uh, Adam Feeney.
1: B Greg Rogers.
2: Myself, Joel Blake.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, really nice to have you here. Now, we met at uh, quite a strange kind of crossing of paths at yeah. the Young entrepreneursing thing, which we mentioned briefly. Um, but for the sake of everybody else, what's kind of how do you describe yourself? Because it was quite difficult when I put in the group and I said we've got Joel Blake coming down, and I looked and you've got a multitude of different kind of yeah, things that you do. I, I, yeah, yeah. So um,
2: for me, I'd class myself as a rebel in the in a suit. A rebel in a suit. Um, I like that. I made a decision when I was 15 that I didn't want to just be what everyone expected me to be. Um, so I always wanted to get into corporate and kind of disrupt it from within. So I kind of never forget where you come from but know where you're going. So over the last kind of 15 years, as an entrepreneur, I've run my own businesses, but as a social entrepreneur, I've always tried to give back through the different things that I do outside of the formal commercial stuff. Yeah. Um, advise governments on business support at a different level and... And so I think I'm just kind of a well-rounded person who just kind of just thought you can do whatever you want. Don't let no one tell you you can't because you come from the wrong area or because you didn't go uni or colour your skin or your accent. Whatever the difference someone else sees, you're 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 your own person. You can achieve whatever you want. So I'm just someone who's just just me. But I'm very driven and I know what's yeah. important and what's not. Do you know what I mean?
0: I got that impression. I watched your you done a TEDx talk. Yeah, last year. Yeah. yeah, I watched that and. Um, and you speak along them lines of kind of like mm. don't let people tell you what you're gonna do and what you can and can't do. Yes, yeah, right. It's more yeah. just carve your own path. Yeah, because society, your own society
2: likes to put you in these little boxes, and I always believe that your mindset will give you the results that you that you're looking for, mm. one way or the other. Yes. If you think you're bad, you gotta get more bad. If you think you're good, you gotta get more good. And sometimes your your situation dictate, or you believe a your situation dictate how you should be. And I've always been a person where, you know, you know, I ain't always been a saint. but you get to a point where you think, you know where this is gonna end up. So you make some choices and you try and keep your head straight and you think about your circles and so forth and you do what you need to do to
0: achieve get what you want. You mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a thing as well about, like I'll say to, like I've got two boys and I'll say to them, like play to your strengths, yeah. but then apply them strengths to the things that you like. Like you can put them into whatever it is you want to kind of do, but, you're good at certain things, and you're not so good at certain things. Concentrate on those as well, but like play mm. to your strengths. And if you see like your character, your personality lead you in a certain way, mm. makes you deal with certain people. In but like, mm. that's that's kind of intended. That's kind of how it should be. Mm.
2: I but think you're absolutely right. I think you, your passion and your purpose are, are two things that are intertwined. But it's whether, particularly as young people, this day and age, where they get the opportunity to recognise that in themselves, and then be given the space to do it. Um, not everyone gets the opportunity and not everyone has the opportunity to look inside themselves to be able to, you know, and I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a religious person, but I'm definitely a spiritual person where it's like, it's about who you are inside and what you're about as a person and if, as young people in particular, if they can grasp that, it's not going to be easy to navigate the world, but they can certainly achieve what they want to yeah. achieve long term if they put it into the right things, that energy into the right things. You almost
1: said it's not... Um it's not something that young people sort of do Mm. normally looking for their passion looking for their purpose it's not encouraged almost is it no it's almost like the way things are set is we're almost like this is what this is what you need to do to you know go to school Mm. pass these lessons Mm. english math science Mm. We're not encouraged to look for our, our passion and our purpose. so mm. like you, you have to find yourself, and oftentimes people don't find it until later in
2: life. Yeah, and that's it. And there is, there is no kind of rule as such. It's not you're 13 and you need to start getting your head down because your GCSE is along the way. Mm at 13 years old you could be coding you could be doing stuff you could be using your passion to, yeah, to you generate want, you want the, do, do you, know you think the internet's
0: so? open things up like, yeah you know massively you gives everybody a platform doesn't it? gives it, exactly
2: that it gives everyone a platform it gives them an opportunity to you know focus on what is it that they want to do and, and learn about it quicker and mm-hmm. faster now that's got good things and bad things oh yeah definitely because you know even as adults we can learn the bad mm-hmm. things as well yeah. but you know you've got the opportunity to get access to information to make those more informed decisions quicker mm-hmm. and we're living in a world where the quicker you can get things to market for example or the quicker you can get things done is the quicker you can get a following is the quicker is yeah. the quicker is the quicker mm-hmm. but i guess as adults and you know my son's just turned eight, well, 18 in february he's going to uni next and it's like i remember when i was 18 like me and my son sit down and we talk as men I couldn't have that conversation. I don't think I had that conversation really with my father when I was 18 because I thought I knew it all. Do you know what I mean? And I was hard headed and rebellious yeah. and that. Whereas me and my son can sit down and he'll be schooling me on how things are now because the pace of life is even faster at 18 now than it was then. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, the education system kind of says, as you say, you know, education, go to work, job, married, kids, whatever. The reality is that education is a bit of a broad term mm. you know our kids educated in so many different ways yeah. school is just one form school is just Street one Streets is another. books internet there's all these different ways you can learn so it's about the person and how they are emotionally intelligent enough to educate themselves based on where they are and the circumstances that they're in I think mm.
1: so where what would you say you were when you found what you wanted to do you found your passion your because um, I, I read a little bit you, you started a business initially
2: didn't you You started one business yeah so when I was 19 I had an idea for a business didn't do anything with it till I was about 21 um so basically um grew up in Lee Bank just down the road there Mm. so at the time Lee Bank was not the flats and the unprofessional Mm -hmm. place that it is now um just me and mum you know dad's always been there but was it in the home at that time so I didn't really have a father figure you know on the ready if you like Mm. so for me it was about just trying to get for that kind of inner city background and having dreams and ambitions but still trying to keep it real with the and and there's all of that type of kind of vibe do you know what i mean so for me it came to a point at the age of 15 when i made a decision that i didn't want to be here anymore and i failed at that and i was kind of like it's time you start taking responsibility for your own life because if you can't even deal with your own life mm. in that negative sense then mm-hmm you, you got to do something about it so i took responsibility so that was F, age of 15 mm-hmm. four, well, back in the 14 coming to 15. um and then i realized that i needed to just to open my circle a little bit more mm-hmm. um so i had a mentor who came into our school you know everyone kind of said this guy is not you know doesn't know what he's on about but he was saying little nuggets that was kind of like yeah, yeah. i get that like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like okay i didn't think about that yeah mm-hmm. and start talking and then Went to sk- finish school. Worked in a factory in Giridzee for about a year. And then after that, got a job in a recruitment agency and rest was from there. And then about 21, yeah, I was at Connections at the time, the youth service as yeah. an employment mentor. Yeah. So k- kids coming from our backgrounds, um, wanted to get jobs in the city center. You know, I always liked the idea of going to work in a shirt and tie. So I used to like go to little networking events my little handmade business cards made a microsoft i remember it microsoft publisher i got, got a five pound no 5.99 laminator made my own business card and i'd go to these networking events and a, a cheap tie the cheap shirt and this hi i'm joel and all it said was joel i wish i still had that card it's a joel blake um joel blake speaker that's all i put on it because i was quite academic in school so i'd always and i loved english so i love reading the stuff so i was always like doing little kind of talks in the youth club yeah, Even yeah. if it was just me like this just sitting down and having a chat but i used to read a you lot so, I'd share some an an chat, so yeah. i was sharing knowledge with, with my peers and that so yeah. being in that environment i was just trying to soak it up um and yeah quite a long story short i'd realized i'd come to a point where i could do what i was doing for connections for myself so i would go into schools with the same business cards and just say look give me your kids at risk of exclusion um, let me come in, let me do two hours with them um, and just have a chat. So I'd go in, in Hoodie Top, Nike and Max, Timberlands, whatever, and just talk how we're talking. Mm. But because I had some experience of, of the backgrounds that were coming from and some of the challenges, and I weren't coming in as a teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a level. But because I've had some experience of being around the corporate space as well, I could give them a little bit of an edge in terms of, well, oh, this is what employers are looking for, yeah. this is what they're thinking about, this is the type of person you might want to start thinking about. So I was trying to bridge the gap in that
0: way. So. Mm. When I saw that working, I thought, yeah, that's what I want to is do. Is that a role that exists in education still, or is that still actual? Sure. Yeah, S- there's, yeah there's, me, m- there's
2: mentors. There's still mentors yeah, yeah. in school. Like, there's loads of guys that I know, you know, that come from our backgrounds who've definitely gone into schools and still given an opportunity. But um, you also have learning mentors um, who may or may not be teachers as well yeah. and have a very kind of formal way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, mentors coming in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, guys coming in and doing, like, youth work approaches and kind of keeping it real in that sense. So I think that that type of mentor is, is, I wouldn't say dying off, but a lot of schools don't have the funding to support programmes of people coming out into the school. And they're not
0: there as well, like, in outside things as well, you know, like with youth clubs and and places like that where someone might pick up on, like, somebody being a mentor or an unintended mentor sometimes, isn't it? somebody that can produce beats or do something that sparks a little bit of interest but yeah. they don't seem to be there but i mean people are kind of i suppose they can reach to the internet and yeah. see see and pick bits well, of you're information you're right but
2: the cots of crawls are huge i mean i remember youth club was our kind of sanctuary yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean you go in there you play some snooker a little football a little basketball table yeah. tennis yeah. Try chat the girls you know what I mean? It was just oh God, no, God. There was youth clubs exactly. and there was youth clubs
0: on really? the estate, like they, they weren't the best youth clubs, they were beat up, they're always mm. like looking for some funding or mm. do you know what I mean? There was but there was always yeah. something to do or
2: and there was unwritten rules, like you're going in a youth club, you just know that yeah. it's a place for everyone. Yeah, yeah there's some, some people be a bit aggy there and here and then. But at the end of the day it's, it's like it's it was your so you looked it. It was it your it. space, yeah. And if yeah. someone damaged it, you know, the guys were getting rushed or something. Yeah. Like, this is, do you know what I mean? Like, that was the real part. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing, man? This is our place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, the public cuts have just hammered that and then you see our kids looking for something else.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then the internet come in and it's just kind of accelerated what they could or can't do and then you got the, and then, you know, and it just escalates from there. Do you know what I mean? So I, I certainly think that's got a part to play especially from Kids from in the city and, and work do you still
0: have anything to do with those kind of things now do you still so
2: now we'll probably just do more around supporting organisations who still work in some of that area so yeah. I work with a lot of social enterprise organisations so people like School for Entrepreneurs and, and ISC up in um, Digbeth and you know they work with social entrepreneurs who have some kind of activity that supports the community so I don't necessarily go
0: directly into schools. Yeah, I didn't mean more. that. I just meant more like, have you still got your foot in that, like as yeah, far as an yeah, interest? Yeah.
2: Is... What well, I try and do now is more from an entrepreneurship piece. So I've really just refined a really honed in all that experience uh, to, into entrepreneurs and just trying to develop more entrepreneurial leaders. You know, that is my my thing. Yeah. And it's not so kind of glorified. you know, big kind of MBA speak. It's more about, I think, if we can have more people who are allowed to think differently and to think innovatively and bring that, creativity into the workplace or as a business owner can feel that they're being supported as an entrepreneur because it's a lonely yeah. path as well yeah. um you know i think those innovators and game changers because the entrepreneur will make the difference whether it's a social impact piece whether it's a straight commercial piece Yeah. so i've just tried to just the whole my experience into how can help you to be the best entrepreneurial leader that you can be
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And how do you sort of access the your sort of clients that you would work with. How do you access? How do you engage with people? Like mm. what? Do people come to you? Do you go out and search? For
2: well, on the other side of the kind of corporate piece, a lot of my kind of clients in that sense are your kind of your your corporates, professional services, organisations, um, so exist- universities, existing, existing so organisations. A- no, well, not necessarily. Like, so for example, with universities, it's kind of. Um, university students who are coming out of uni who might want to start their own business or might want to go into a professional organisation and bring a different kind of mindset.
1: Mm. Is that specifically people that have studied business or no. entrepreneurship?
2: Because no. for me, entrepreneurship has nothing to do with a business. That's the ironic thing. Um, It's about the mindset. It's an idea first. Like right, So, I right, sharing your personal business, but imagine a time when you had to solve something, you had to get something done, whether it's, I don't know, Get something you had to pay for. Didn't have the money on you. Had a bill to pay. Whatever it was, mm. you have to find. But you have to get it done. You have to find a solution to solve that problem. Mm. Now you know. Let's take a gas bill. S- simple thing. So you got a gas bill. You got ten pound. Now you can either pay that gas bill or you put that petrol in your car to get to that job interview. What are you gonna do?
1: Mm. Long term mentality.
2: So you either think, well, you either gonna walk to that job interview, but it might be a bit too far. Mm. Or you might pay the gas bill and ask for the job interview if they can change the date, mm. or you might put five pound in your car and five pound to your gas bill and tell them you're paid an S R X week. There's no one set. Pack, you find no. the right solution for you, for you to yeah. solve the problem. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a life
0: decision. That's no different from business for me. Do you think school? Do you think like the current education system and the okay. way they do things? Do you think they encourage that mentality, or do you think they kind of? Because it might. But I'll give my personal yeah. opinion. I think that they schools are quite closed-minded. Schools will tell you that there's kind of one path. They'll they'll install in kids a fear at eleven. Like right, these sats that are coming up. These yeah. are the most important thing in the world. Then when that's finished and the kids get the kind of uh, the sigh of relief. It's like, well, there's no time to relax because. Mm. GCSEs are next, and there and and it's sold to you as a kid almost like that. That's the end goal, and mm. it's like trust me, your life does not end at sixteen mm. because when that finishes, they go. well it's A levels next, and they, mm. there's a very distinct path of how to do things. Then it's uni and stuff, and it, and like you say, it mm. doesn't really have to be that way. You can go this way and learn a skill. You can you mm. might not have street smart. You might come out and go and mm. work in a job that you don't like, and that might be the kick up the arse that mm-hmm. you need to get you kind I of think, working. I think and, I think there is
2: an absolute place for education, 100%. Yeah. Yes. It gives you a sense of structure. It gives you the ability to go deep into a subject to get more learning. You can use that to then get into the career that you <coughs> want to. There's an absolute place for it. I just don't think it's the only option. Yeah. So, Because you're absolutely right. For a key to be academic but highly creative, you could still be educated creatively, you just be educated in a yeah. different way mm-hmm. than a textbook in a very linear way that we're that we led to always believe. So I do not discount... No, no, it's, yeah,
0: it's not from a wasn't from a yeah. point of discounting it. I yeah, try yeah. and say to my two, like, in really enjoy the things that you enjoy and the things that spark your interest. Yeah. And try and learn the things and understand why you don't yeah, yeah, of, yeah, you, yeah. like do you know yeah, what I mean? Like like pay a, attention to the other things still. Absolutely. Don't dismiss right. dismiss them but yeah. just really hone in on the stuff yeah. and if that's what you gravitate towards. I always say like it's a good way school's like a good way of trying lots of different yeah, things absolutely. that you don't yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what you like, you don't mm-hmm. know the things that you don't like go out there and you
2: absolutely absolutely right I uh, think I think education is changing though as well. You know, I work with with different um, roles where the teachers themselves are now being educated about how to think differently. (laughs) So they can bring different teaching styles into the classroom where they can feel like they're being more entrepreneurial, their mindset about the way in which they create their lessons. Where then when they take their students on, on trips, it's taking them to kind of new areas whereas back in the day you'd go to some residential centre in Wales or something. Now yeah, you yes. can go to Google. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or visit it's, Amazon's offices. And it's
1: so important because I can I can remember when I've connected the most with a teacher when I went to school, I can remember it to this day. She took us to watch the villa. Yeah, yeah. Took yeah, us yeah. down the villa and she said, I'm gonna tell not putting anyone on but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the headmaster it's so we can go and learn about the atmosphere and mm-hmm. we can write about the atmosphere and what. we didn't have to do any of that she mm-hmm. just wanted to take <laughs> us to the football and it yeah. works because after that everyone was focusing Like class everyone was like you know mm-hmm. she cares mm-hmm. she cares about how we feel and, 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 and making us feel encouraged engaging mm-hmm. we didn't know at the time obviously but looking back on it, it was so important those things to, to allow a teacher to be creative in a in a in, in their teaching process and mm. I think um,
0: that would have had an opposite effect on me taking me down the villa I would have right. been like oh
1: I've spoken to uh, a couple of my friends that have been teachers since then mm. since leaving school and they've said how like it's very limited in the ways that they can teach and limited in mm. in terms of like what they're able to put in their lesson plans stuff is very like the curriculum was the curriculum, and mm-hmm. so you, got, you can't stray too far away from mm-hmm. those. Words.
2: Think I think that's a really a really, so it's quick, but that's a really valid point. We forget that teachers are often told what they have to teach, mm. so even when you have a passionate, creative teacher, they themselves will feel restricted. Mm. And so, when it comes to delivering the lessons to those kids, they can probably see how they could do things differently, yeah. but they but they can't, yeah. and that must be terrible. And, and kind of frustrating for that teacher disheartening Cause yeah. you, 100% cause
1: yeah. me, me, I, I've thought about teaching before because I, I think I, I get on well with like children and mm-hmm. I might feel like I've got a flair for it almost mm-hmm. but the stories that I've heard it's almost like it's the, the people have been that disheartened about the way they've been able to teach mm-hmm. or not it's not being able to teach it's like you almost, you see people forgetting why they started teaching mm. in the first place, and that was to engage with the children and to, to get them to to, to to want to learn, to, to mm. encourage. And if you're finding that the way things are set, like red tape and things like that, stop mm. you from doing that, then you're gonna think, well, what's the point of doing this? And you end up with a shortage of, of decent teachers, people that genuinely want to do it for the right reasons, you know what I mean?
2: It's scary, because, you know, Going back to your earlier earlier question, I think the more you become educated is the more the creativity gets taken out of you. Yeah. You know, I remember I think it was is it Sir Ken Robinson, he's got a, a TED talk where he talks about creativity and education. I can't remember the actual title, but it's it's worth looking at. But mm-hmm. it talks about that, you know, you used to be a daydreamer when you was a kid. Yeah, yeah you know, you're, encouraged not, yeah, you you're encouraged to not daydream. Absolutely. And then as you get older it just gets almost beaten out of you yeah. because you have to then follow this kind of track of this is <laughs> how you now need to be. And you know, if if you're always thinking in that childlike manner, you just see how just how wonderful life yeah. can be. you can do anything do you know when you are a mean? kid. You've
0: got when you've got no fear of kind of being dismissed and being told like that silly right. or. The one thing that I like to kind because of, we are getting a bit thingy on just education and we I suppose, yeah, yeah. but um, the one thing that I always used to. Kind of not like is that phrase of kind of well, well what are you going to do as like a backup plan? And it's yeah, like, well, don't have a backup plan. I think yeah. you should encourage kids to not have a backup plan. Just go, listen, just go for it, man. Mm. Just mm. 100% just mm. be laser focused and just mm. crack on. Phone.
2: It's, it's a good point. I think even in business, you know, they always say you should have a plan B, but sometimes that can be a, a crutch. Yeah. You know, you, you always think there's always something I can do, there's always something I can do. You know, one thing I've had to learn as an entrepreneur whilst at the same time as raising my family, because my family, you know, I kids before I started before I really in fact I had my first son when I was 21 so whilst I was trying to find myself and get on this kind of entrepreneurial (coughs) wavelength I had a mortgage to pay and family to take care of Mm. and so there was no kind of plan B it had to be a plan A all the way but then the reality was there's also dips there were very very good highs Mm. but the lows were just as bad and there were times that I had to go back into work full time job listen to some boss telling me what I need to do when, you know, f- two months ago, I was probably earning three times his salary. Yeah, yes. Do you know what I mean? So you have to deal with that kind of resilience and that emotional intelligence is in It's yourself. good though, and it's character
0: building, mate. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> character yes, building. That's like. Yeah, I did a chin once. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, different
1: Same situation, you know, you go back into work and whatever. <laughs> I had my boss the other day talking to me about, you know, where's your name, budge? I'm thinking, oh, back at school. Today, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Got these things going on here, yeah. and I said, like, I'm, I'm not being funny, but I've got this thing, I've got that going on. Like, this is a lease of my worries. Is worrying about women name badges, yeah. and she turned around and said, "Do you need this job?" And I said, "Yes, I do." You know, and she mm-hmm. said, we we'll put you fucking." <laughs> 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 that the long, long, and short of it, long and short of it is, I needed the job, and so yeah. yeah. But going back to what you're saying about the plan B, I don't see it as. Plan B. I don't see it because that Will Smith quote, I don't know where he probably go it from someone. You don't have a plan B because it mm. retracts from plan A. Mm. I just see it all as plan A and it's just mm. like, just what I need to, to to get to plan A. There may be a few little That's excursions, a right. little That's things right. here and there, but yeah. I'm still focused yeah. on plan and A. And
2: that then. is that sitting in the middle ground. As long as you're very clear what the outcome is, the journey doesn't really matter. Mm. You know, people always forget that it's not actually about the end goal, it's about the things you learn along the way. But as long as you're keeping a third on where you're going, you will learn so much that will take you there faster, yeah. builds your character, you, you learn so much about yourself, people, relationships, the world. But yeah, you can't switch off on why you're doing it. Okay. And that's why, for me, you know, business in particular, it's actually nothing to do with
0: money. It's about the purpose. Yeah.
2: You know, it's about the journey. I like that that you just said about the journey. I
0: was listening to a podcast and they were discussing, saying that when you think back at things, when you actually accomplish them, I was listening to quite an accomplished guy. And he was saying, when you actually get the end goal, Hmm. he was like, it never actually lives up to your expectations. He said, if that's what you were actually in it for. He said, if you're in something to own a Ferrari at the end of it. So when you get that Ferrari, he was like, you'll drive it for a month. He was like, I'm not saying it won't be cool. He was Hmm. like, but after a month, two months, just a car. Just a car. Dual car, he was like, but you're going to want something else. Which leads Hmm. me to believe that humans enjoy the journey of things and the idea of chasing things. That's where the fun is. He's in the problem solving kind of oh, well, yeah, let's do this and kind of Mm. figure it out along the way and that that journey process and building things Mm. is more actually enjoyable than any kind of, like you never hear anyone say, what well, you do sometimes, I suppose, but looking forward to retirement to just kind of sit down and do nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And if yeah, that... actually you're, you're like, always... Mm-hmm.
2: You're goal-driven. We're goal-driven. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 you know, hunter-gatherers, and you know what I mean? You, you're always striving for something.
1: Do you like defining what success is as well, isn't it? What success is to you? Because you That's can right. say, that guy's got a Ferrari, he's got a business, a successful business, successful business, like, mm-hmm. he has a Ferrari, like, he's a success. But really, to me, success is something that you constantly... yeah. yeah. I don't think... I think to be successful is, is reaching goals and you always have to set new goals and mm. to be successful to me you always set new goals and, and overreaching over them and keep mm. going, keep going, keep
2: going Yeah, and, the, and goals should be stretching they shouldn't mm. be in reach they yeah, should be yeah. something that pulls you because that's when the character <laughs> kicks in yes. that's when the drive and ambition kicks in that's when the resilience mm. kind of kicks in that's when you really test yourself mm. or, you know, if it's your team you all test each other to get to that given goal mm if it's easy to get in the yeah. same way that it's a goal and you think, well, okay, I've got it yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you won't appreciate the journey it's taken to get there. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. It's that evolution. You know, who am I going to be or who do I need to be to get to that point? Knowing that as soon as you get there, you need to ask yourself that question again. Yeah, yeah. You know, the moment you think you've made it, you've not done nothing. You've not made it at all. Yeah. You've just, it's funny, one of my mentors said to me years ago, and it's always stuck to me with that, there's no such thing as a glass ceiling. It's just a floor, floor of the room above. And so, you know, always keep looking forward and yeah. keep evolving because there's no such thing as a limit. You can achieve whatever you want, but, well, within reason, but at the same time, when you achieve it, there's always something else. Yeah. There's always something else. I think it's important to, to, to know yourself as well to the point where,
1: yes, I may reach this goal, but when I do get there, i am I going to be content with, with that mm-hmm. outcome? Because... You could say, you could say, right. I want to start some, I want to start a coffee shop, I want to start a mm-hmm. bookstore or something like that. And the bookstore sells. You, you keep the lights and you keep the bills paid. Mm-hmm. That To you, that could be enough. Mm-hmm. Simply just having your bookshop, working, bringing in money, keeping the cash flowing, paying your bills, that mm-hmm. could be it for you. But as long as you know yourself and know that that's what, that's what you want to achieve, and you'll be happy when you get there. Mm-hmm. I think people can get distracted by material, things mm. you know what i mean on the way because it's it, it, when you become you start making money and things like that it's mm. easy to, to buy into those things because mm. who, who who doesn't get distracted by material possessions at times you know what mm. i mean mm. but i think as i say knowing yourself and knowing what makes you tick and what what is a distraction mm. is important it's all well. about
2: balance mm. it's all about balance like if i go home and my wife had a bad day boys have had a bad day at school i'm like that's what's really success. Like, I want to make sure they're happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? they you know, they want to spend time with me. If I'm up and down, travelling up and down everywhere and I'm spending all time, or not checking in. Mm. You know, that little five minutes of a call saying, yeah, daddy's busy, but how are you? You're all right, how's your day at school? How are you doing, babe? How was work? Mm. That itself is gold dust. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's those little things for me that's a success. It's are the people around me who need to be happy, happy. Yes. And what am I doing to make that happen? Because if they're happy, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Did yeah, they're,
1: they're, they're <coughs> I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you said your son came about around the same time as yeah. you started some
2: mm-hmm. kind of So he was born in he was born in the February, I started the business in the April. There you go. So
1: to me it sounds, it sounds very similar to how like mm-hmm. things came about. Like I know that have a child on the way and I started to think, I've got to get shit in gear, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta get this shit in gear, I gotta get off the ground. And mm-hmm. I started thinking, well, I can do this, I can do that, i got to do it properly. But the reason why I was doing it was for him 100% and you can't ever you can't ever forget that can 100%. you so that's legacy, so that's yeah, legacy when, you, when, man. You, when, you, when mm-hmm. you're running up and down the country and you're doing these mm-hmm. things and, you, and you're spending I'm spending all my time here mm-hmm. or wherever else mm-hmm. you, that's that, that's distraction again isn't mm-hmm. it like you, yeah you want it to be a
2: success but you have to remember why you started and it's for, <laughs> it's for them I remember I remember so I remember, <laughs> so I remember my son was probably what probably about six months about six months in the Boys had gone to Ayanafer, mm. so like there's about five or six of us in our group of friends. So, I was part. I was meant to go on this boys' holiday, but obviously as well I was thinking about the timeline with the baby and stuff. So, I said obviously before the baby came, I can't come. Blah blah blah. Mate, my other mate took the place, and they went out there. Mm. And I remember they was out there raving up and giving me a call, and and um, and uh, when they gave me a call, literally I was, <laughs> had a baby bottle. SMA milk in the kitchen, two o'clock in the morning. Mm. Listening to these guys, were watching them on the, on the actual phone at the time. I think it was a Motorola Flair. I think it was. Is it Motorola Flair? It was. It was one of the early mobiles anyway. And I was there watching them having a good time whilst I'm there. And I remember saying to myself, "I'm actually happy where I am." Yeah. It, it wasn't about me wanting just to be on a plane and be raving. Because yeah. mm. I knew that when it's all said and done, you can rave anytime. Yeah. But. I'm here taking care of my, my, my kid. Mm. My missus having a rest. Do you know what I mean? And and it made me realise that, and this is exactly what you said earlier. You define your own version of success, Mm. because that was success for me, because I didn't necessarily have that myself. Mm. So to be able to provide that stability at home and to do that, Mm. it's cool. Ironically now, you know my son's eighteen.
0: He's messaging from Ireland. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Choking,
2: that you have come Choking a mind. fight, You come a fight. He just come back about three weeks ago. Literally, he's been away. But I enough. He's not going there. no. But like the boys now, you know. I think my best mate, his kid, his oldest is five. He's got the oldest kid out of our mates, and like he's now going for that toddler journey. And I'm like. Yeah, been there, uh, done that. Done it. Sweet. The i got a second wind, like I'm 40 yeah, next yeah. year. i got a second wind, I can crack on now. Like, I'm coming hey, out. That's cool. That's enough, you know I ain't mean? happy. Oh, go. Let's hide a villa. you can't come. Oh, ah, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, so it's just it's just amazing how how life pans out. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and say it was all straight line either. No. There were times when it was like, am I man enough to do this? Do you know what I mean? You question your own masculinity, mm. you know, your missus is relying on you. You're trying to get your head together. You're trying to help her. Mm-hmm. You're trying to be the best father. Sometimes, you're trying to be the best. Do you know what I mean? It's sometimes like it,
1: they may not see things the way. They may not see the vision yeah. there and then. That's right. And they might they might be like, oh, why, are you, why aren't you doing this? Why isn't this Like on, I'm, I'm trying to build something. Gotcha. You know? And as men, as
2: men, you know, we don't always admit that we We can be vulnerable and we can feel vulnerable. We can feel insecure. We can feel very frustrated yeah. about orphans, not just not just kids, but. Just being a man, knowing that you have responsibility as a man, and that's not from an egotistical, testosterone, kind of alpha male piece. Just as a human being, as a man, you have responsibilities. You want to be the best partner, you want to be the best father, you want to be the best brother, best uncle, what have you. And so you have positions to play in your role as a man. Yes, you could say society is geared to support men more than women, and I think that is wrong. It should be an, an equal thing. But the reality is, is that there are some roles that men play and they feel the pressure of that, mm-hmm. but they don't always talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly when you're coming from the backgrounds where we're coming from, where you just managed to get on and survive, you have that kind of struggle mentality. Yes. And you come to a point where you have to think in abundance. That's not about financially or materially, but it's about thinking that you are worth more and more will come mm-hmm. rather than I just gotta oh, I just gotta survive, Try, I just yeah, gotta yeah. survive. You, you will do that
1: anyway. It's almost like uh, being hopeful when everything's yeah. When it's having faith that's, that's gonna work out.
2: because you, know, you, know. you know how often it's as men do you get to sit down that. and talk and reason yeah. and chat? I mean, I remember growing up, you know, I'd sit down with my uncles and my, my brothers and we'd have chats, and mm-hmm. I'd be the kid like, uh, listening and you know, going of your own big man I talk. <laughs> 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 but, <No. laughs> but but you know you feel like you can you know listen to a big conversation. As men, you know, unless it's alcohol involved or whatever, you know, you don't really sit down and have <coughs> those chats. Often. Do you, Do you think
0: that's where this has come from? Because I've spoken on this on other podcasts and stuff, and I think that's where this long-form discussions come from. The fact that people record conversations, put them out there now, and mm-hmm. speak on, on the things that they know, the things yeah. that they're passionate about, the things that they're experts in. And they kind of then put that out there for the world to listen to. Like I, I know for one, like me personally, I know I've spoken it like a load of times, but listening to podcasts and stuff was got me through mm. not only a mundane job, but listening along to other people laughing and joking, that desire to want to listen yeah. to other people's conversations and experiences mm. got me into like, oh, hold on. There's a whole world of stuff out there. Don't That's just fall true. back into this box. Cause I was in danger of kind of going, no do you know what I've tried that and I've tried this I'm just going to live a simple life and just go backwards Mm -hmm. even though I know it would have killed me Mm -hmm. whereas now it's like it's different now it's like and that was through the fact that kind of long form discussions and and these platforms come about is like being able to listen to it absolutely
2: right it's about you know as human beings we're tribal yeah we want to belong we have this sense of kind of togetherness and this sense of community and I think technology has played a great part in helping that to really happen more Mm -hmm. 'Cause you can now choose what you want to listen to and choose what tribes you on demand. To. anywhere in the world, yeah. everything's on demand. So I think the real question is what is it that you really want to tune into and then go deep.
0: Yeah.
2: And there are no rules, you know what I mean? If you, you wanna listen to some abstract subject, then fine. If you wanna listen to a real conversation, then fine. It's about just knowing that you can now. Whereas before, particularly if you you know, if you if you got Families who have a real old school sense of discipline and hierarchy and how they operate and stuff. You weren't privileged to kind of, you know, big people's conversation as a kid or, you know, when adults are talking, you shut your mouth or you go into the next room, you know, or they go into the front room, you stay in the bedroom. Do you know what I mean? There's all these little kind of social conditionings and cultural conditionings that kind of shaped us. I think now, technology has allowed it to be a really long-form conversation around any subject, and you can learn in your own time, yeah. on the bus, on the, you know, on the treadmill, in the car, you can learn anywhere and anything. When we had
1: the young entrepreneurs in here, and they were podcasting, because we did a podcast session with the young entrepreneurs, mm. to see the conversations that they were having just then, mm-hmm. it was almost like, I'm looking and thinking, how old are you? Like, I know I wasn't talking like that when I was young I didn't have that level of understanding and it, like, they were just talking about football for instance and, and, and a player and they were, they were talking about the business side of the game they were talking about the mm-hmm. player they were talking about his, his personal life and things like that when I was growing up watching football it was just like
0: yeah. There, there, was, there was, Now there was a player know, and then probably, there might have been some stats it? that you like stick in a Merlin it? on your <laughs> <laughs> That was it. in the cards. After the that. He's <laughs> like 72 fast. That's it. That's all I got. I don't know where he lives. That's I don't know a, where he's that's from. That's a FIFA 90 yeah. statement. <laughs> <laughs> you know the talk and you got did you know he was from Liverpool? No <laughs> <laughs> way. Well,
1: the fact that they do know so much and have so much access to information, mm. it's important that we do uh, give them environments and mm. space where they can share this and where they can mm. learn to understand each other mm. faster. Because we are in an age of information overload, almost, and mm. these kids growing up, they're, they're taking in so much and they need somewhere to channel it. They need mm. somewhere to to kind of have the conversations that might they might be asking themselves because they're going to ask themselves questions sooner, mm. aren't they? Because mm. they're normal whereas when mm. we were growing up it was very much like okay school da, 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 and then you get to 16 mm. and you start smoking or whatever mm-hmm. and then you start having these conversations the kids now the, 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 they're so advanced that we need to we need to allow them to be advanced but allow them allow them mm. to have a space to express this stuff really mm. and almost be recognised for the fact that they are mm. ad- advancing in that way did, did you see what you I I think
2: that's a really valid point I mean kids don't I can't speak for all kids but I'd say if you ask the majority of young people they will they will say that they're not listened to mm. but you're absolutely right they're having these conversations anyway and I think what we need to do as adults is nurture them more without telling them what to do mm-hmm. you know it's giving them the space to say well I'm already thinking three steps ahead of you if you do but- that do that and do that. I know where you're going to end up. So let me just try and help you shape that without even, even knowing. A yeah, yeah. Like, little even bit of puppeteering
0: almost. Almost, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but
2: letting them know if they hold you up. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that or I'm showing you this because of, mm. but I'm trusting you to use your intelligence to make a more informed decision. Mm. But I'm just saying that if you do do that, these are some of the results. So it's kind of saying this is what could happen but i'm trusting you to make the decision rather it's than respect, don't do that
1: it's respecting them isn't it absolutely like, give them that space there's a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis on children respecting <clears throat> elders and adults and stuff like that. but we need to give them the respect as well oh, this thing. we give them respect and then they, they will take that and they'll grow from mm-hmm. it you, you you treat there's only so long you can treat a child like a child before you have to say like you know
2: go and do your thing. You know I mean? and the reality is the children are just a mimic of our behavior mm. You know when they do something that's negative or not it's a learned behavior that they've seen because if they don't know and they've never experienced that situation where do they learn it from so there is a level of respect yeah but it's also about letting them know that there are also boundaries yes and there are also frameworks to
0: operate yeah in. just parameters to apply within norms, but,
2: i'm not saying you know you know they're going to try and push it once they know what those boundaries are they're going to try and nudge them right but at the end of the day the can't say they didn't know what they were, and they can't say they won't know the consequences of that. And I'm not saying you you know, not beat your kids because you can't do that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put out that you can't be your kids. <laughs> but they would also know there's a consequence whether it's something that they're going to have to experience themselves that's negative, and then they're going to have to deal with that. Or they're going to go for an experience that you've got to then help them to get through because of their mistake. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's there's that conversation. Giving with that them all the, like you
0: said, it's like giving them all the information and filling in all the blanks What's to if? say, like, look, you can go another 90s reference like them books where you used to choose like the ending remember them yeah. books where you <laughs> used to choose and you go well you can go this way or this way or turn to page and it is That's that it. thing look there's no one way of doing it but just kind of thing is so so what, what safe spaces safe
1: safe spaces. Spaces. Absolutely.
0: so your daily thing now like your daily kind of life yeah. as far as what you do now so what what's your main focus these days as far as
2: so about um two years ago i set up a financial technology company um so prior to that business I'd set up a financial lending firm okay so we had a contract with the government where we had some funds to fund entrepreneurs to start their business so we give them loans up to about twenty five thousand pounds and you know it wasn't kind of if you didn't pay it back the heavies are coming around it was (laughs) a lot more relaxed than that but it was startup funding to get them going okay but when we were funding them um, it spent so much time and resource to kind of process all their financial applications we realized that technology could make it easier mm. so um, the two guys I started that business with they wanted to carry on with that formal side so I decided to exit that business and start this technology business so over the last two years I've been focusing on, on that and bringing that to market which will happen this year okay um, and then whilst I've been doing that I've also been working with the, the local enterprise partnership here in the region um, where we basically um, well, I've been looking after the growing business and access to finance strategy so, people who want to know where to go to get access to business support or to get funding for their business, I've been responsible for creating a strategy about how that works in the region. So, how do you get the banks to be a bit more relaxed? How do you get um, universities to provide support? How do you get okay. the business support companies, like the Chamber of Commerce and stuff yeah. like that, to understand the needs of businesses better? So, I've been working on that with the local government around how we make that easier for businesses to grow. Okay. Those two things. So just make Three me see.
0: So, so you kind of you realise that there was a problem while she was involved in that, and yeah. then kind of the next step is kind of trying to cut out all of the, the kind of blurred lines to get there as well. Just making it more accessible.
2: Absolutely. So you know, one foot in the camp of still being at the coalface as a business owner, but also involved in the strategic piece in the city to look at how we make it easier for all businesses to grow. Yeah, yeah and so it just aligns with my passion of wanting to help people regardless of any difference mm. you know i don't care what size of the business is or where you are on the journey you deserve the best possible opportunity to be a success mm. because whatever that because whatever the reason is you started that business it's a reason that's important to you yeah so you should be supported the best way possible but at the same time you have to kind of practice what you preach so for me i'm always not going to give up my own business but it's just doing it in a different way um. So, got a team with that technology business, and that's where it
0: goes from there. Okay. How do you feel like the this particular region is as far as funding and help? You know, like as as far as just. I don't. I don't know why, but I've got this thing where for a long time Birmingham wasn't kind of actively encouraged to be creative. It seemed yeah. to go elsewhere, whether it be the funding or or just the spotlight. It was. Yeah. It was Manchester or Liverpool. If it was anywhere outside of London, it was kind of going to one of these where do you think that stands as far as like Birmingham think, and stuff I think
2: Birmingham still talk about Birmingham specifically as opposed to the Midlands yeah. I, I think it needs to still be very clear on what it's, it's narrative is as a city on a global scale so you have go to Manchester it's got a good reputation around tech etc yeah. London it's a mixed bag of stuff but London it's it's own international country yeah. <laughs> let alone a you know, city mm. Birmingham always had a reputation of manufacturing and heavy industry, industry yeah. but it's also changed you know you're going to the city center now it's not a manufacturing hub no you know it's, it's all tech it's all professional services yeah. it's fact the manufacturing also needs to catch up a little bit with the tech side so they can become more sustainable yeah. um so i think overall i think it's getting better i think for the first time in a long while the city has now started to take a grasp of what it is and the future of what it could be. Yeah. And that's because we've got a young population. There's about 35% of our population's under 30. And just under 50% are from black and minority ethnic backgrounds. Technology is now moving forward in the city more than ever before. We've got the biggest financial services and professional services sector outside of London. So when you combine the youth, the diversity, the technology and the business support, we've got a real innovative Demographic and a really innovative ecosystem that we can now harness. Yeah, yeah. And I think the city in the last five years, probably kind even of moving f- in, the right start, in the right now. direction now. I think if you go back five, maybe even 10 years ago, there was still a very much a siloed mentality. And I think that's still there. yeah You know you still have people in the black country who don't really want to link with people in the Coventry Workshop, don't want to link with people in Birmingham and Solihull, yeah. because there's still this territorial perception.
0: Which I find hilarious, by
2: the way. It's, 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 strange, it's, it's crazy, but at the same time, there are other sides where all three areas work together because they see the bigger picture. Yeah. So it just needs to be a little bit more connection between those who still think in the older way and where people want to go in the future and just kind of bring those two words a bit more closer together. And it is beginning to happen. I mean, there's if you're looking for funding in the region, there are things like the growth hubs and things like the Chamber of Commerce and all those types of things out there that are trying to provide more support if you're looking for actual business support there's more incubators and accelerators and co-working spaces um if you've just got an idea in your bedroom you know you know laptop mobile phone you can start a business so the things that are happening are making it easier to do business but underneath of that i mean that's all the happy side of it the reality check is also that we've got a huge social mobility issue you know if you're from the inner city working class background it's going to be harder for you to get jobs in the professional services, <coughs> sectors, yeah. and even some of the jobs that might roll out from things like HS2 and the Commonwealth Games. So there's still a disconnect between regions and, you know, and places within our city. Um, diversity is still an issue. If you go into a workplace, as you go higher up the chain, it becomes more what they call male, pale and stale. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. but that is classic. Yeah, if you look in our city, if you walk down the street, it's not male, pale or stale at no, all. No, no, no. It's a mixed bag. Um, f- funny enough, I and I got slated the other day, and I and I still stick by it though. Where I say that diversity is dead,
0: because it's not about diversity anymore; it's about inclusion. Yes. Yeah, di- yeah. Diversity is like just ticking about mean, a box. Diversity is. Oh no, we've got somebody of that background. It's like it's filling a quarter on our TV advert. That's not diversity. It isn't. Doesn't
2: work in this region. it doesn't work full stop as as a subject. No, no. You know, if you've got, say, for example. You know, a lack of female leaders in your organisation, and you have this great f- gender initiative to get more women in.
1: Are it, you giving someone a job based on merit, or are you giving them a job based on the fact that exactly you've got like this initiative? I, I often ask myself this question. Like,
0: what, because you feel like you might have just been given the job? Generally, I've
1: actually been told, like, but my a manager said, "Sorry, before you came here, I felt like a grain of coffee in a bowl of milk, like kind of oh. thing." And I'm like, "Fair enough, like." Uh, do you know what
0: yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's, it, 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 but but it's but really. yeah. but
2: even that, but even with that, but even if that initiative works and you recruit more women into the organisation, yeah. if that if those women who come in are leaders who represent the culture of the organisation the culture is a not an inclusive one. Yeah she will just become a common copy of the culture. Yeah. So then if you're not a woman who thinks differently, you're going to still hit a, a, a ceiling. Whether it's about race, whether it's about disability, whether it's about you know, age, all those different diversity strands all have the same issue, that if you focus on them alone, without having an inclusive environment for them to come into, you're actually defeating the whole point of focusing yeah. on them. So inclusion, for me, is about that combination. Of it doesn't matter what your difference is. It's do you have the ability for your difference to add value to the whole? Yeah. And until we get to that as a city, at the highest level, we can continue to have these issues around social injustice, social mobility issues, a lack of social impact of support. You're going to have those in the city centre living a great bubble life, and those in the inner city yeah. never feel that's for them. But at the same token, you have also have those in the inner city who feel that they're also old and i think there's something we need to also look at that there's a responsibility on both sides of the fence yeah you know we can't always blame everybody else for our own success or not as well yeah so i think I, there's I, a bit of a pull on both sides i went to
0: one of like the networking kind of events that you mentioned i went to one and it was now that you've used that phrase i'm going to steal it was very it was very pale style and old mm-hmm. and it was it was funny because it was i went on behalf of the studio Mm. Um, because it was a meeting of digital leaders in Birmingham, mm. which even sat there, I was kind of giggling to myself, thinking it's not even digital anymore. Mm. That phrase is mm. dead, that that, mm. that thing. So I'm sat around a group of table discussing the future of technology and technology uh, technology businesses with a load of guys that aren't, They haven't got the finger on the pulse. Yeah. They kind of got the finger on five years ago where it was, and by mm. the time they reacted, the system's already changed. You're not even... Mm. It's streaming now and downloading. It's not mm. even a digital a digital thing anymore. Do you know mm. what I mean? That's, that's right. The, that's a dead expression anyway. That's right. And it, it's quite strange. But like you said, there is kind of a burden of responsibility where the young people need to go like, right... The, mm. You need to bridge them gaps between... It's the bridge and the gap. And, and, yeah. and,
2: I, and I don't want to blame to either side. No. It's just a reality check that both sides need to take responsibility where they can for their journey so far... And add value to each other to make a difference. Yeah. Because those who don't understand the challenges of people who class themselves or be classed as a disadvantaged or marginalised, they they don't have the education to understand the issues and the challenges that people are going through day in, day out, on a day-to-day to day, day to day struggle. Yep. Quite frankly, half of them don't even care. So there, there comes a point where you help yourself to a point but then you use that as a platform to educate other people who can have, give you access to resources that can help you further. Yeah. But the push also you know starts from there. But at the same time, those themselves who feel like they understand it all and they, or they know that if they know one's issues and you know they have to be like us in order to yeah. get ahead, well, no, because I'm sure if you take off the bonnet, there's stuff going on in their lives as well. Mm. So they themselves are going to reach out more yeah. and say, look, we want to help because we can but you need to show us how we can help you better and that for me is the art of inclusion let's be honest and open about saying well look both sides have got things that need to be done but if we do that together then it will be greater than you know it will be a greater thing for us all and then we also then going back to your point we then do things that the next generation will get the benefit from yeah because at the moment a lot of things are being created for a generation that won't be here mm quite frankly, it's yeah. people creating things for themselves. Whereas, you know, as you said earlier, our young people are more savvy than ever before. They've got more information than ever before. They're going out there and do what they need to do. Yeah. So we're creating a world based on how we see it, knowing that the benefit is to or the impact has got to be felt by someone who will get it when we're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And that scares me a lot. You know, I, when I look at my son and when we're talking, you know, when he hits 30 and 40, it's gonna be a different world yeah. to now
0: completely different, different.
2: it's gonna be different in five years it's gonna be you know so by the time he yeah. hears them ages mm-hmm. what type of we world are we building for that generation for so then when they become our age they've got the rules of the game that they can then use to then create the world for the next generation after them what what baton are we're passing over mm-hmm. and that that's what scares me the most because there's still a disconnect between the two worlds yeah. so you know from a community piece and then from an age piece there's so many Gaps. There's so many moving cogs to
0: the situation to try and get and there's not no really respect. right answer.
2: No, so, no. so for me, it's about honest dialogue and honest conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. You help me to understand, and I can tell you what I do know. Yeah. And likewise, and now we've got a better understanding. Let's now go and do that over there. But until we have the honest conversation, we're still gonna have people who feel that they can't get ahead who you know, in the education system where they feel we need a business hour podcast that's what we need, we need Somebody,
0: <laughs> anybody out there listening we need a business hour yeah. podcast we need people down there to sit and and hash out these things and Cause
2: it's deep it's deep it's, it's all interlinked yeah. you know, business has an impact on people has an impact on community has an impact on generational growth has an yeah. impact on it's, it's, it's deep
1: needs, as you say there needs to be connections between all the services all the institutions everything. Absolutely. there should be a lot more connected than there are so there's there's like quite a, a
0: crabs yeah. in a bucket mentality as far as everybody, the way they do things. I listen to podcasts with like, Killer Mike.
1: It's easier to blame people that way. Though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. If you stay separate, if you yeah. Yeah. say, well, we're we doing what we need to do, but they maybe not. Yeah. If you're working together and something goes wrong, it's kind of like everyone's at fault, but instead of looking at it like everyone's at fault, it's like, how can we draw on what we've done and build and yeah. move forward? <clears> I yeah. think I, I did some work in, in uh, the mental health field and with the... Uh, the um, criminal justice system, mm. things like that. Mm. And even just in that small range of people that I met, in terms of like police, um, mm. psychologists, whatever, whatever, you, can, you you put them all in a room, and they have no idea what each, each, of them, each mm. other does. They have no idea how each is gonna benefit the people that they're trying to reach. Mm. And it's like, if you don't know what each other's doing, how do you know what each other's not doing, sort of thing, you know what I mean? It's like you you've got to these excuse services man. and pe- and everyone's got to just connect one. Yeah. And with technology like there's no excuse. There's that's no it. excuse to not be connecting with people and yeah, it it's it's Sending people in the right direction as to where each individual needs mm-hmm. to go.
2: Mm-hmm. I um, think you know, if you look at it on the flip side, I think I mean I, I you know I don't have audiences whatsoever but I got the ads. I, I, I like, I, I <laughs> but one of the things I always think about is well, that happens at every level where people who are in the same environment he would think would know Mm. each other and what they do to help someone else over here another party over there don't have a clue Mm. I see it in business support I see it in financing I see it in community work Mm. everyone's in the same bucket yet they're all fighting for their own piece of the bucket or their own space within the bucket Mm. rather than thinking well we're all trying to get out of this damn bucket so if you're a police and you're a psychologist and you're the user and, or if you're the entrepreneur and you're the financier or and you're the business support or you know, you're the community leader, you're the local doctor, whatever the pieces are, yeah. have an open dialogue and conversation yeah. about what value you're adding yeah. yes. and what you need so that collectively you all agree on what you're going to do with all that knowledge to help that because it's actually bigger than all of you. Yes.
1: Do you think do you think you've something to do with egos? Of course, yeah.
2: Well, yeah. I'd say it depends on the situation but I I yeah. say personally it's about egos. Hmm. I think in terms of professionally it's about um, funding, it's about you know cuts, it's about survival. Hmm. I think in, in terms of community probably a combination of all of that. Plus your own kind of understanding education as yeah. a whole. I think there's different things that are complex according to the environment that it's in mm. but I think ultimately what we all have is the one thing which is all in common which is the choice. Mm. you can choose to be a certain way about something. A guy could do 20 years in solitary confinement and survive. why because he chooses how to use his mindset to survive in that environment. Mm. Yes it will come out at some point. Or may not. But if he does come out at some point, it might come out not how he was when he first went in. Yes. But he survived because he had a choice about how he's going to do in that situation. Mm. An entrepreneur can start on this business journey and he can have ups and downs and then somehow become successful when people thought, you know, it all went apart. Why? Because his mindset was very clear on what the outcome was, etc., mm. etc., etc., cetera, et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. It's, yeah. It is about choice. You can choose not to or you can choose to. Yeah. Whatever the situation... Some people may feel they don't have a choice. And I understand that. But what you always have is a choice of how you react to something that's happened to you.
0: Yeah.
2: Psychologically, I mean, as I say, I'm not a psychiatrist, but psychologically there might be deeper ways where you feel you don't have a choice in any given situation. Mm-hmm. But we always have a choice, even if it's a choice that we don't feel we can execute on. Yeah. But we have a mindset choice that we can take. And that's why I always say that entrepreneurship is never about a business. Yeah. Never. Business is a vehicle, it's a way of transferring value, it's a way of creating an ideal that you manifest to add value to someone else and get money into it. Getting your ideas
0: across and, and channeling them into something. You know, it's, it's entrepreneurship is
2: about creating assets, and asset is a business, a business that creates income and creates value, but at its core, it's about a mindset that allows you to say, I need to get from here to there quicker, faster, cheaper a way that no one else has ever done it before yeah. how do i do that and i can do
1: that and i
2: can do that mm-hmm. come my way and, you know whatever comes along mm. whatever the challenge is i can do it why because the reason why you did it was bigger than actually doing it and that's the difference mm. it's not actually about achieving it it's it's bigger than that it's what you learn along the way
0: yeah. you mentioned <laughs> but do you know what I mean no, it's just you, you touched on there like um, going from one place to another and a mm. bit of a mad tedious link but the yeah. HS2 and that kind of thing mm. how do you, do you think that will bring more kind of more prospects and more kind of just um, opportunities to the region and just link us with London does that global community kind of thing does that make everything I, I, look,
2: I think it will um, I mean there's cases for and cases against yeah um, for me, it's an hour and a half now. An hour and 40 minutes. You've got to shave, what, 20 minutes? Is that minutes all it's so?
0: taken now? I think so. I thought it got down to like under an hour. Oh, uh, an no. no I, I, uh, it's just, it's,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think, for me, I'm more interested in what's going to be what's the positive on? impact on the back of that. Like, yeah. how many jobs are going to be created for people who never thought they could get a job before. Mm-hmm. If you look at where it's situated, you've got what? maybe four or five of the most deprived wards yeah. within a four to five mile radius from the centre of HS two. So how many jobs are gonna go to local people in those areas? Yeah. And what's been happening what's happening to upskill those young people so they can apply for those jobs when they come? Mm-hmm. You know Even process of those are the things
1: building HS two itself is an opportunity yeah. for people, isn't it? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I-, I think it's gonna be a great thing for the region for us to have in our arsenal as a as a, a, a thing that helps us to do better business yes it will be quicker so you can travel faster etc but for me it's the bigger things outside of that yeah, yeah. you know what's going to be the impact 10 20 30 years from now will it really help to drive and change our economy i think it can mm-hmm. but i think there's some fundamental it things that need to happen in the right, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. So infrastructure around all of that really yeah, yeah definitely
0: um i know we spoke uh, about it briefly but what's your role with like the you touched on it and you didn't really mention kind of any more I think we had a brief five minute conversation and you mentioned Commonwealth and then eSports in the same sentence and I was completely baffled
2: yeah so um, yeah so when we met so eSports is not a formal Commonwealth game right but as I understand it it's one of those kind of fringe games that will be as part of the Commonwealth games environment but it's not a you know formal games where you get a medal okay so I think I think was it Delta that was at NEC last year or year before. So the big esports tournament was at the NEC. Um, so I think there's an opportunity to do something around the Commonwealth Games when it comes around esports yeah. in the region. But well, I'm not seeing anyone doing a huge play on a big esports tournament. But as we saw with that kid the other day, that one was it. How much did he work, Cup in the mill yeah, in the US yes, or whatever.
0: Yeah, playing like Fortnite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, if we as a region with the youth and diversity that we
0: have don't jump on that yeah and don't seize the opportunity of kind of seeing that it's becoming popular elsewhere and precisely yeah um, so I think there's an opportunity around that in
2: that sense um, so anyone who's listening I think if you see that go through go through it but I think the reality is that it's one of a number of different things that I think the Commonwealth Games can really do yeah. you know it's going to bring us into other countries we've got EU and Brexit you know whenever that's <coughs> going to happen we've also got 52 and common- boris johnson
0: swears blind that it's going to be the we'll October. So.
2: in the meantime we just get on with it yeah. right um but there are 52 other countries in the commonwealth that we could also connect to so it's not always just about europe yeah you know so in the commonwealth games in birmingham it's going to be amazing you know 1.2 billion eyeballs on on the city we need to get that narrative right on what birmingham stands for and why people should come here invest here stay here learn here build families here etc etc yeah. because post the commonwealth games there's there's a legacy piece that needs to be put into play um and i'm working on a project with some partners at the moment around what that legacy program could look like so well, fingers crossed touch we'll watch this space but the reality is that there needs to be a real clear activity that happens from now yeah because it's got a common goal and if you're on un- not, un- it's un- not them, far away nice. in the scheme of things either yeah, three years it's crazy what was it 17th of July something like that, mm. 2022 so it's it's a great opportunity for us so I think Commonwealth Games HS2 and then with commentary being a city of culture as well yeah mm. you know that's three big things in the region if we don't capitalise on across the region
0: then we're just just mugging ourselves off really. yeah, yeah, yeah. completely agree what mm. should we uh where are we wise. no oh wait we, uh, should we look to wrap it up let's wrap it up I'm going uh, to do the honours and say thank you very much for coming and joining us no thank you for the invitation so it's taken so long but <laughs> no 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 don't be silly man <laughs> do anything this. that you want to kind of add people get in touch with you as far as social media yeah if people want to
2: follow me on online I'm, I'm on Twitter Mr Joel Blake um, Facebook I don't really use that much LinkedIn Joel Blake again yep. um, so Twitter LinkedIn the main things my website is joelblakeob.com um Stories on there. Get in touch. Happy to talk where I can. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate, appreciate it. it.
1: Thank this you. is uh, Politics and Bull. And am now.